podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So, Joe, I saw this on Twitter today. Uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of Knives Out and the um, Glass Onion, which is in theaters now, it, um, he said that Dave Batista is the greatest wrestler turned actor ever. And I, I kind of agree with him. Man, I'm going to start it off with a cough. Um, yeah, I just I have that like crud that I just cannot shake right now. Um, not COVID. I've tested. Oh, Dave Batista is the greatest wrestler turned actor. Um, I mean, Hulk Hogan exists. Yeah, I would still. Stone Cold Steve Austin exists. True. However. I just think I thought about this for a little bit longer than I probably should have this afternoon. Dave Dave Batista's range is just so wide that he has to be the the best actor from a wrestling background. You know, like Drac is so or Drax is so much different than like the character he played in Spectre. So that's yes. fair, but I feel like he only like I don't I wouldn't say he has range. I would say like he can just be funny guy or he can be hardcore guy. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest here. The one name we've avoided even mentioning is like nobody's touching the rock in this category when it comes to amount of money made and popularity well, when they were. A wrestler, I'm thinking about amount it, of money made in popularity as an actor. Nobody touches the rock. I'm thinking of it as in a different range. I'm thinking of it as like actual like. As an actor, Dave Bautista is better than Rock. Yeah, the question. Rock just plays the Rock in every film. Yeah, Dave he's B- just the Rock. Bautista's been Drax, like you mentioned. He's been in action movies, of course. Like he was in that um, recent one. What was the, the hotel? Oh, what was that? There was a really there was a fun movie that I liked. That it was like it was kind of like it was like John Wickian. Yeah. Where it was like a, a hotel for assassins to go to, and he played like the uh, the orderly of the of like the hotel. Yes, it's like I a don't hotel remember. slash hospital for assassins. But also, he's going to be in like this M Night Shyamalan flick that's about to come out. Have you like seen a... Glass Onion? No, I haven't. I have seen. So it's on Netflix. Though. We've been meaning to watch it, but um, as as I'll talk about when we get to the end, I end want of the podcast, to. I've been watching other or doing other things with my media time. So. I want to watch it because I really did enjoy. I liked Knives Out a lot. I like Ryan Johnson as a director, generally. So the only I love Daniel Craig. So yes, so do I. So I think and, the only and I one, love like I love these kind of like der, like detective film. Like I love that kind of this. You know the episode of Parks and Rec where. Um, uh, Leslie sends Ben on the scavenger hunt and he gets Andy and Ron to help him out and like at the very end Ron's like uh, I definitely don't want you to do that for my birthday actually no I, I, want, I want you to do that for me like that's that's me with like any mystery films I love film noirs I love mysteries like all that stuff even the um, even like the uh, murder on the Orient Express and yeah. uh, like those like the cheesy ones that nobody liked I, I like I eat those things up, dude. Like that's right in my right in my genre. Yeah, I'm, I like good filmmaking generally, but and that's just my thing about it was like everything, like with Knives Out, it was just such a well done film. Oh yeah, it's so good, so well acted, so well made. 
But back to the question, I think the only competition for Dave Batista is John Cena. Okay. Again, for range, because you've seen John Cena being like an Amy Schumer comedy. You've seen him actually do the action movie thing. And then you see. I don't know. I feel like John Cena just plays himself too. Like he's just comedy. He's just Uh, dumb. Like that's his shtick. What was a superhero? What's it called? Oh, he's on um, HBO Max. Oh, man. It's Peacemaker. Peacemaker. So you see, like, he does, like, he can be Wait, like. Did you uh, watch that? Yeah. Excellent television. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's so He has good. an eagle named Eagly. <laughs> so it's just. So that's when I think, like, like you said, The Rock only plays The Rock in every single television show, movie he's in. He's no, no you, different. You know, we're missing one. I was trying to think about this today, and I, I, I kept on thinking I'm missing somebody, but I can't. There's somebody. There's somebody that's been in a Marvel movie. He's a wrestler. Was famous for a series of commercials that he did as well. Mister Snap into a Slim Jim himself, the oh, Macho Man Randy, Randy Savage. Savage, Bone Crusher in the first uh, in the first Sam Raimi Spider Man. Well, or I didn't even remember saw. that. Sorry, Bone Saw. Is his name the bone saw? <laughs> yeah, I mean somebody like John Cena is going to do some like great work someday. Like he's been a villain. He was in the the Fast and Furious, the last one. I that think. was the dumbest one, and it, it's, <laughs> that made it the like it was so stupid and it was so good. So it was. I just love the premise of the of that movie. Uh, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the John Cena fast. I think I don't even know which one it is. Is it the nine? Fast nine. Dom's brother. I think it's nine. The nine? last one. Yeah. Where he's he's Dom's brother, and he is like a super super spy, essentially. And the way that he became a super spy is because, um, like Dom ignored him as a kid and didn't let him like actually murder the guy that killed their dad outside of their minor league, like racing track. Like he went from being a crappy mechanic in like middle of nowhere, Florida somewhere to becoming like the world's greatest super spy in a matter of 20 years. (laughs) There you go. Go John Cena motivation, whatever you need. All right. I'll buy Batista. I'll buy that. I mean, yes, I was just thinking about it. I was thinking that it, it has doesn't to be right. Me. Because, and my, my, my thinking was just because of range of roles, he's been in different casts as different characters. Like we talked about, like The Rock, as we've said, he produces all his films and he's just himself in every film. And it's not really taken case in point, this, the recent Black Adam, which is just The Rock as a superhero. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, because I've heard it's just so not good. I, I I hope James Gunn does something with DC. I really do. Yeah, I don't know. There, I have problems, or not problems. I have concerns, just because of the the whole Henry Cavill thing. Um, well, and, it's because he it's it's man, it's a fresh start, dude. Like I understand that, and he wants I to go in a different see, direction with Superman and Henry. I don't want to see Cole. young Clark Kent though. We've or I don't want to see another. Superman origin or another Batman origin. I don't think he's going to do an origin. I don't think he's, it sounds like, because what what James Gunn said, this new film, man, we are, you guys are going to get sandwiched. You're you're starting off with the pop culture, then we're going to get to supports and we're going to end with pop culture. But congratulations, it's Christmas. This is our gift to to our listeners. Yes. So what he said was that it's the movie is going to be based on Clark Kent 
like pretty much right after he's got a job at the Daily Planet. So this isn't it doesn't sound like an origin story. It sounds like it sounds like it's Superman's like, foray into being Superman in Metropolis. Isn't it just like the later seasons of Smallville though? Yeah, but it's just that? so garbage. So I will I, not just, stand. just trusting James Gunn. He did Guardians. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> and he made a somewhat okay Suicide Squad movie. Well, it was better than the first one was a hot pile of garbage that was inside a steaming diaper that was inside a burning dumpster. So, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was Warner Brothers fault. Yeah, not necessarily the first was, fault. So I'm one of those people that if I go see a movie in theaters, 90 percent of the time. I, I have like recency bias where I'm like, you know what? I just watched a movie and that was fun. I think I liked that. Yeah. And then three hours later, when I think about it again, I'm like, actually, that was a crappy movie. But yeah. when I normally when I walk out of the doors, I'm like, you know what? It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, even in bad movies. I walked out of the first Suicide Squad movie, looked at my wife and said, that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. There's the only reason that's not the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters is because I saw After Earth in theaters. Well, I've never seen that film. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Never. It, it, it's not even like good, good, bad. It's just so it's it's just terrible. Don't ever watch After Earth. It's bad. welcome to the Bernie and everybody. Yeah, welcome in. I'm Joe. That's Matt. So how long was that cold open? You're recording. We're we're probably in about that's probably 10 a good 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 10 minute cold open. That's that's fine. It's a Peter Pope special. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last time we talked, it was prior to our bowl game, before National Signing Day, and um, before everything bad. Before everything bad happened, yes. So there, as everyone knows, Austin Nova said, the jewel of this incoming signing class uh, didn't sign with Baylor. At the last moment, he flipped to Oregon. And I, it bummed me out mainly because of the, the rest of the – we didn't really get to celebrate the rest of the class as Baylor fans, which is a good signing class because we were so bummed about losing the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, this is one of the better classes over the last decade plus. I mean, yeah. it's a top 30 class in the country, and even even losing – you know, an elite 11 quarterback and not Austin Novus had, um, there were still so many things to be excited about, but unfortunately when you lose a player of that caliber at the last minute, because there was like some, there was some like whispers throughout the week, but it was like easy to kind of shoot those down with the information that we were kind of getting and, and like things I knew firsthand. It was like, no, no, he, we're good. It wasn't until 9 PM the night before signing day when, we started seeing guys from two, four, seven sports that really follow recruiting, start saying, Hey, we may be flipping our, yeah. yeah, Like our crystal ball. Um, And um, before we get too deep into this, I want to say one thing. And that's uh, I've seen a lot of, of, of hate towards Novosad because of this. Um, I, I'm not going to lecture everybody on, how you should talk to recruits or what's the right and wrong way. Everybody has their own opinions. I think NIL, I think uh, the transfer portal and a lot of things have like heightened the way that people feel about 
college sports and college athletes in general. So you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not going to change. I don't, I don't want to tell you how to feel. I want to tell you my personal experience with the person that was Austin Novosad. So when we recorded he, last time, I told you I wasn't worried and that I had he's still I alive. Had... So he's, he is still Austin Novosad. <laughs> but I mean, here, here is, here's what happened between he and I, um, I personally reached out to him. We had had a conversation about um, him answering some questions for me that I could throw up on our daily bears. Um, he and I kind of went back and forth as we got closer and closer to signing day. And he was, he, he kind of was giving me the, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Which I assumed was the normal 17 year old on Christmas break kind of, you know, like, yeah, I'll get to my homework when I get to my homework kind of thing. It wasn't that big of a deal, um, especially because he was replying to me. And then I had no idea that he was thinking about switching. I We didn't talk about that. We literally only talked about, hey, here's a handful of questions I would like to you to answer. Are you comfortable with that? Yes, that sounds great. I'm more than happy to do that for you. Uh, the kind of person that he is, though, is later on in that day, um, I uh, he and I talked again and he he apologized and he said, like, hey, man, I want you he, like his exact words were something along the lines of, hey, man, I want you to know that I really am sorry if I if I had decided to commit to Baylor, I 100 percent would have answered your questions. Um, but, you know, like at, at this time, like because of everything that's going on, it's probably best. I don't I don't answer stuff from from Baylor Media, which. 100% the right move by him. Um, but I had heard some rumors out there on Twitter and from some other places that people were saying, like, he didn't call the coaching staff. And, like, if he was telling me, like, some random amateur guy that cosplays as college football media for Baylor, if he's reaching out to me and giving me the time of day to say, like, hey, man, I know I talked to you about this. You might be screwed over a little bit, like, which I'm not. Like, again. It doesn't bother me one bit. Didn't affect anything that we're doing. It was just going to be something cool we threw up on the site. And he still felt the need to say, like, hey, dude, I'm sorry. I totally would have done it, but things change. Circumstances are different. I think that really shows me the kind of person that he is. So no hard feelings. Like, that's legitimately the kind of guy that Austin Novoset is. So before you try to hate on the person and you take this away from, like, the football player or the situation that everything's in, like, remember, there's, like, a real dude behind that that actually like made a serious life decision that I'm sure affected him, his family um, and his family's future. And I think he probably just made the decision. He thought that was best for him. So more power to him. Um, and from everything I can tell in my personal experience, he's still a really good dude. Yeah. And I don't necessarily, I don't, not, I don't blame him at all. I mean, he has to make a decision that he feels is best for him. Um, especially if the reports are true of the, the financial part of it i mean when i was 18 years old i definitely would have taken the cash yeah i i love that we have our guest on today oh yeah always yeah he's 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 hanging out he's a cutie what did he what did he get for christmas too much stuff bunch of <laughs> bunch of too toys. Much stuff. yeah um but you know, one of the, the thing that, that kicked off this conversation was it was upsetting that losing a recruit of the caliber that we had in Austin Nova said overshadowed the rest of what was going on. Yes. I mean, you got a four star tackle coming in. You've got a four star corner coming in. You've got a really, really good tight end out of Arizona coming in and Matthew Kloppenstein. Um, we got uh, you and I before we even started recording, we were talking about Jarrell Boykins, a defensive tackle that's coming in from Hutchinson Community College, but previously yeah. had been at Louisiana Tech. That dude looks like he's going to be a monster and kind of like the next in line for the defensive lineman that we've had around here for a while. 
Uh, we got DK Kalu, who is the son of Indy Kalu, who was a defensive lineman for multiple NFL teams, including the Houston Texans. So you got NFL pedigree coming in. Like there are some serious dudes that are coming into that are coming into play as part of this class. Then you talk about not even just the recruits, but the transfers that you've got coming in. I mean, you've got four major transfers that have come in um, since the portal opened up. You've got a running back from Oklahoma State. You've got two offensive linemen from BYU and a wide receiver from Arkansas. We're not talking about kids that are playing at like minor programs that are transferring to Baylor. You're talking about guys that got serious major playing time at power five schools that are looking to take the next step in their career or join a team that they think can bring them to the next step. And they're picking Baylor. So all of you guys, if you're thinking like, oh, no, we lost a couple of transfers out. Baylor, Baylor barely has any kids transferring out. And there's actually an argument to be made that we might want to have more than we've got transferring out right now. Um, Baylor doesn't have anybody transferring out. And you got kids from power five schools transferring in that to me does not signal strife in the locker room. So I think, I think yeah. Dave Aranda and crew have this thing totally under control. Um, the quarterback room is going to be an issue though, Matt. Yeah, that's the, yeah, I think you absolutely, you have to add a transfer quarterback in the early period. Yeah. The, the, hot, the hot talk right now is around another Arkansas player, um, which I mentioned that we got a wide receiver from Arkansas, which was Keytron Jackson. Keytron Jackson. Um, who's a four star coming out of Royce City High School? Yes, 6'2, 205, big body dude, kind of the the opposite of what we've had lately, which are kind of like the small, fast guys. This, this is this is a possession receiver, I think, is going to fit nicely into uh Jeff Grimes' system. Yeah, but you've got another Arkansas player, you know, we're talking about the QB room in Malik Hornsby, um, yes, who has who's recruited by Baylor, liked Baylor during his recruitment. And reportedly his top three, if I remember correctly, were UNLV, us, and I can't remember the third school. I can't either. Um, but yeah, we were we were in his top three that he's considering. So that might be an option. I still think what you and I talked about last week when we were talking about Baylor going after a grad transfer, I still think that's probably a likely scenario as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing the QB we're, room. You're gonna add I think you need to add two quarterbacks. You need two. Yeah, to the room because you only have one scholarship quarterback, and yeah. and and there may be some recruits out there that are like lower yeah, tier recruits. Absolutely, that you, that, absolutely that are being overlooked. Maybe they're too short. Maybe they don't have a great arm or whatever it may be. Kids that right now don't have any Power Five offers that may not have signed on early signing day and are waiting until the signing day for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still options out there. You've got grad transfers, and then of course yeah. you've got guys, you know. Yeah, that are the you, bigger names in the portal. You also have guys that aren't in the portal yet, but let's say they won't win, they don't win their starting job in spring, and they're going to go in that second. Right. There's you, that second Gary window Bohannon's. in May. That second yeah. window in May. So I'm thinking of players like um, Garrett Nussmeyer at LSU because um, their starting quarterback's returning, and he was, you know, the next guy up. He may decide to look somewhere else if he doesn't get the. Probably is not going to get this the uh, start over the returning starter. So players like that that may lose their competition or not get that job that may be looking to uh, go somewhere else. Yeah, I think overall when I look at this class and I look at the transfers that are coming in, like if I was just looking at this in a vacuum, I would say this is a this class is a B. 
which is a good solid score to have. I, I mean, I don't like that doesn't mean it's like bad because it's not an A. I just think I think this is a good solid B. This is one of those. This is like an NFL draft class that's filled with, you know, offensive linemen, defensive backs. This is like the foundational pieces that you're going to need. You're not there's not a whole lot of like flashy position players that are the difference makers that are in this class. Like it's defensive linemen. It's interior defensive linemen. It's back end uh, defensive backs and it's offensive linemen and tight ends. Like that's that's really where the best players out of this class are coming from. So this is this yeah. is a foundational piece so that three years from now, you're a sound fundamental football team. And what you want to hope is that you kind of fill in those position player gaps, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, which you've already got Richard Reese, a running back. You're bringing in Dominic Richardson from Oklahoma State, a running back. Really, really good. Um, I've seen Travis Roeder compare him to Abram Smith, which I'll take that all day long. You've got, we, as we mentioned, we've got Keytron Jackson coming in. You've got the Barrington brothers coming in from BYU to fill into the offensive line immediately with all the guys that are graduating. Not to mention, so give this a solid B on running back. Um, you have Bryson Washington from Franklin coming in, like he two-time state champion. Yep. So, I mean, um, and I don't is he going to play running back? Because I know he's coming in as an athlete. Well, well, no, um, I think he's coming in as running back now. Okay. The other one, there's another running back. Um, Dawson Pendergrass is coming in as athlete from Mineola. Yes, but he's the one. Yeah, he's the one that I've seen a lot of people say like he could play linebacker or, you know, put on some weight. You know, Jack something like that. Because well, of last athletic. time we had a guy that played linebacker and running back, it turned out pretty well for us. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> but I will say what I give the class in a vacuum a B. Yeah, but this class doesn't live in a vacuum. And we did lose a crown jewel piece at the most important position in sports. That's quarterback in Austin Novosad. And because of that, I drop it by a full letter to say it's a C. Like, um, I don't think this is a failure of like epic proportions. It doesn't like you and I both agreed with each other that everything that we were seeing and hearing that Blake Shapin was going to be the starting quarterback next year. Okay. Yeah, even with Novosad. Even with Novosad. No, that was prior to the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. This is true. Um, But I still think that's the case. Um, I still think as the current plan stands, unless something changes, Blake Shapin is your starting quarterback next year. So losing losing Novosad didn't affect you in the immediate future. It affects you down the road. Um, It probably affected whether or not Kyron Drones was going to be here. Like if we had known if – Novasad had decommitted earlier. You probably don't lose drones, or, or it, even um, CJ Rogers, who was a walk-on, that went to what you, Texas State. Yeah, you may have given him a scholarship last spring if you knew you weren't going to have any quarterbacks going into twenty twenty-three. Correct. So, um, so there there are some effects here, but again, I still think Baylor pulls somebody in the transfer portal, and I still think we may even see a recruit come in. Um, or maybe just two transfers, but the, the, the quarterback room will be filled out. Um, but it's going to be up to the coaching staff to make these guys better. Um, as much as we like to hate on Shapin, I really do want to see Sean Bell, Jeff Grimes. I want to see them make somebody better than they are. And, um, you know, I, I stagnation at a position can very well be due to the player. Um, but, great coaches get the best out of people. So I, I, I want to see our coaching staff kind of take that next step in development. We've shown that we can develop defensive players. 
I mean, we saw the growth that Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie made over the years. So we can develop those guys. Can we develop a quarterback? That's the major question. That's how you win big in this sport. That's how you go from winning a sugar bowl to winning a sugar bowl. That's part of the college football playoff. Um, you do that by having elite quarterback play. So um, you look at the four teams that are in the playoff this year. Michigan got better quarterback than they've than quarterback play than they've had in a very long time. They're in the playoff again. Ohio State has C.J. Stroud projected to be a high first round pick at quarterback. TCU got carried by Max Duggan this year. That Max Duggan put that team on his back and brought them to the playoff. And he didn't start Without- the season as a starter. Yeah. And Stetson Bennett, he's probably going to own an Avis in a couple of years when he's done. He's definitely not an NFL quarterback, but he goes in there and with all the pressure in the world and all the expectations in the world, he just lets it like just roll off his back. And all the dude does is go out there and make the plays that he has to make. So Stetson Bennett, you can just have that one heck of a wealth management advisor. (laughs) He's going to own six greater Atlanta area. He'll He'll be great. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I think overall, I, I, if you allow yourself to accept the Nova sad thing just for what it is and you look at everything else in this class, I think you actually aren't too upset as a Baylor fan. Yeah, and it was weird because directly following that kick in the nuts on signing day is you had the Armed Forces Bowl the very next day. Did it though? Did it happen? Oh, it was there. I was there. It happened. Um, I know you were there in person. Um, so I yeah. do want to hear, I want to hear about what that was like. I was cozy yeah. in my warm, like centrally heated home under a blanket with some sweatpants and some socks and a nice hoodie on. And I don't know what the I, temperature was in Houston that day. It wasn't that cold. Well, it got it, that was the day that like the the everything hit. But yeah, by the time I was getting messages from folks in Fort Worth that it was starting to snow, it was still high fifties, low sixties. Yeah. yeah, it was. Let's see. When we got to our seats, I think it was twelve degrees. <sighs> Yeah, by the time by the time the game kicked off, I want to say it was in the 30s in Houston, maybe maybe low 40s, high 30s. It didn't really get super low until late that night. But I've said all that about my situation, like how comfortable I was with access to anything to eat and drink that I had within my home without having to go to a concession stand or anything. And the only thing that kept me from not watching the game was that I was writing a story for it at the end. And I was yeah. like, I just sat there and was like, I don't, I, it was the first time in my life that watching a Baylor football game felt like a chore. So, we so I can't there. imagine what you were going through. So, like I said, it was 12 windshield was like negative five. And it was, I was absolutely miserable. It was not fun. It wasn't a good time. You know, the statistic, right? You, you are now a yeah. trivia. You, you've yes. attended a trivia question. The coldest bowl game in history. And it felt it. it felt like it. So I think me and everyone I went with after the Who first quarter. Who you go with? So I went with um, a couple friends from work. Um, that's, it was uh, John Warren, Tim Price, and another buddy from work that not really around in Baylor circles. Um, 
but we went and I think after the first quarter, a friend, he, one of my friends turned to me and said, like, how you doing? I was like, I'm miserable. I was like, can we go to like a restaurant or a bar or something? And then I went to go to the, um, the bathroom there and I thought there was a line, but it was just people standing in the bathroom, just hanging out. Yeah, being in in inside away inside from without wind. I mean, that's that's all it was. So, and then we came back out. We probably made it a quarter and a half till we decided, you know what this this isn't worth it. It's uh, let's get out of here. So absolutely not worth it. Not one bit was that worth it. And so we went down to a, a little um, establishment that's nearby TCU campus and finished the the second half. Was it a random house? Because that's most of the things that are around TCU. You no, know, this was called, um, what was it called? Buffalo Bros or Brothers. Huh. Little uh, sports bar. A lot of TVs. So, yeah. And that's where we finished the game. And it was what it was. The game was horrible. Pretty much every... Yeah, I, I... My wife had been like, are you sure you don't want to go or like the week before? She was like, are you going to go to your bowl game? And I was like, you know what? No, I've been to the last couple. I this year, I just I just wanted to stay home. You know, like I didn't I didn't want to go and do anything. Um, And that was before we knew what the weather was going to be like. But my wife was kind of like, are you sure you don't want to go? Like you can apply for a media pass, which is what you should have done, by the way. You should have been up in the press box. I know. I thought about that when I was sitting there freezing. (laughs) Man, I should have applied for a credential <laughs> um i doubt there were many people that applied for credentials. Yeah, I probably we, got a credential there. um but she you know i was like nah i want to stay home with you and, and the baby this year like it's like our first it's like the first christmas where he kind of will be aware of what he's going on because he's almost yeah. two um and he can talk and and he kind of he gets it so i, I didn't want to go i am so glad i didn't man i'm so glad absolutely miserable like my feet are so cold like it was just the worst Oh, I was at I was at Ice Fog game, and I I assume this was worse than Ice Fog. I was there too. I was at that game too, and this is like ten times worse. Yeah, I yeah, it wasn't that windy at Ice Fog. It was just really cold, and it was super cold. humid. It like, was a humid cold. Like the next day, I, w- I was here in Waco. And I was standing outside talking to someone, and it was like twenty six. And I was like, you know what? If it had been like this, I could have stayed. It'd have been fine. It'd been cold, but it'd have been manageable. But when it's like twelve degrees. And then the wind hits you and it's like, oh yeah, we're going to make it about negative five. You're like, this is, this is stupid. Why would it, yeah. anyone do this in the cells? Yeah. I, and, and that's why like, I don't care about a single thing that happened on the field. Nothing surprised me. It wasn't good. It felt like there was a couple of guys on the defensive side that looked like they wanted to be there, but yeah. I would, <laughs> I would venture to say 60% of the football team had no desire to be on the field. And I don't have I don't have good expected very fair I'll take it you you didn't you didn't need need to be there <laughs> yeah I would say the only thing that was called would cause me any concern would be uh, maybe the quarterback play even given the elements was pretty bad and I'm mainly thinking about like balls in the dirt type of thing. Should be easy, completable. Dump yeah, he was. Or... So I can tell you just from watching on TV, um, he he was full. Um, 
how do I say it? He was full baseball and he was in full baseball mode. Yeah. So like his, did you see how his footwork was still like all over the place? Horrible. Yeah, no, it wasn't even still. It was probably the worst I've ever seen it. Okay. Um, it was, it was definitely the worst that yeah. I've seen. Um, That's concerning. There was a lot of stuff where it, it legitimately looks like there are, t- I've heard a lot of people say this and it annoys me because like, I baseball was my sport. I played baseball for almost I played baseball for 15 years of my life, something like that. Um, and I hear people like be like, oh, he's throwing that like like a shortstop. And I'm like that throw. No. And this one, it was a lot of baseball throwing going on. Um, and I I to me. I hate I, I know I keep bailing shaping out and I'm going to and I this is just what my personal opinion is. I feel like his body was probably so cold and his brain was just like, you just revert to the lowest level muscle memory you have. And that's probably what he did in this game where it was just like, I can't think about it. I just, okay, fine. Here we go. Throw it. Yeah. So like being in that environment as a spectator. Um, and you weren't wearing football pants. And I was in football pads. I had, you yeah, know, you weren't like multiple you, layers. How many layers were you in? More than he uh, could have. Multiple. I mean, yes, I was layered up head to toe. Um, yeah, so I can't even imagine playing football. And Could you, you imagine? Know, knowing like, I'm okay, about to did get you hit. have gloves? Yeah, I had like two layers of gloves. Yeah, um, okay, so imagine not wearing gloves and you have to throw a frozen piece of leather. No, I mean, they did have heaters on the sidelines. So, I mean, and, well, true, but they only do so much. And in the wind, like oh no absolutely not like so the Isaac one of those power punts in the first quarter yeah it oh was like god he was, well he's into the wind too he was kicking a rock into, into the 40 wind. mile an hour wind. yeah is i would have just i would have never kicked i was going for it i don't care what where what field yeah there was is. some there was some, there were some gonna... questions i had in that game like why aren't we just going for it here i think i, I think the coaching staff too was just kind of like let's just get this game over with like i don't think that they were i don't know if i if that's the case, I was like, then why are we ever throwing the ball ever? Let's just get this clock running. Let's keep it going. <laughs> What's really sad to me is Richard Reese only needed something like 62 yards. I want to say um, to get to a thousand, be the first freshman to ever rush for a thousand yards. And he and Quaylen combined for 24 yards total. Yeah. Squirrel and, had 20, 25 yards. Well, I do we, know like, we had as a team, we had 42 rushing yards in this game. So it's like to point at Shapen and say this game is his fault is stupid. <laughs> we had 42 rushing no, yards. In this the game. offensive line played. And now, and now they're down a couple guys. But they pull like, um, who was, oh, Micah Mescua or Mazuka. Yeah, he wasn't there. He's in the portal. And then Khalil Keith was sent home for team rules violation. So you're down two guys and it showed they it's pretty bad. Yeah. And also like when you play a military, there's, there's a difference. We talked about this last week where there's like in that weather in a game that doesn't matter after a week of bad news, no, it's tough to yeah. want to go out there and do it. And a military Academy is never not going to go play their hardest. Yeah. Like when I first heard the matchup, it, exactly what I was afraid of happened. Yeah, you're just like, 
you're like, oh man, if we like, I don't want to be the SEC excuse. Like we didn't care about this. I, there was other stuff going on and the weather sucked. I'm sure we very much wanted to win this game. I'm not going to say we didn't yeah. care. I'm sure we very much cared. It was the, we weren't going to put the effort out there that the no. military was going to put out. In this whole, like, I think it was the, in the whole season, like where you have expectations in the beginning of the season and where you ended along with the bowl you're slotted in kind of, it was just a huge, I mean, Dave Aranda said it best. It's a disappointing into a disappointing, disappointing season. year. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's exactly yeah, there was, it. There was a lot of let's get this over with, I feel like, which again, yeah. I do not blame anybody on the team if that's how they felt. So no, that's, I mean, that's how I felt. <laughs> it is a season in the wraps. I'm glad it's done. Let's, let's get on to next year. Hope like, Let's show some growth in the off season. Um, yeah, that's that's really what I want to see. Yeah, because I got to get, I got to get geared up to pick uh, Baylor to be undefeated again. So yeah. we got to get this now. Going. Now we're back to being we're going to be an underdog again. All yeah. right. So did um did any other? Do we want to talk about any other sports besides football? Uh, I thought we'd hit on just some upcoming happenings in uh, basketball. In basketball. So the men play Nichols tomorrow here in uh, Waco. And then after that, both men and the women both play on Saturday. They play the men play Iowa State in Ames and the women play TCU in Waco to open yeah, up Big another um, open to Big 12 play against Iowa State. Yeah, and um, I've only, I've only been, I've been to one of the men's games, and I've seen probably only a few on, like, on television. I have watched at least some of every game. So, I think, I don't think this beginning of the season is going to be necessarily indicative of how the the rest of the season is going to go. I- I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have no idea what to expect. I have, yeah. I could. I could see this team not being that good, and I could see this team winning the Big Twelve. Like I, I, it's I legitimately all over don't place, know, man. and that scares me. It's just been all over the place. They've yeah. looked very good. Then at times, Mark, you know, Marquette, they've looked very not good. <laughs> yeah, there are stretches of of this of games where this team will almost look like forget that they're playing a basketball game. Yeah. And, and there's so. there's times where I'm hoping that now that we're getting into conference play that I hope that Keontae George has enough instinct to know when it's time to take over a basketball game because we're going to need him to do that a couple of times this year. Yeah, and I, I mean, you saw that a little bit in the summer when they played up in Canada. Yes. Where like he would just he would just drop start, 30 32 yeah. points or something. Yeah. Like go off. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm waiting to see that. Like you haven't really seen that yet this this season. So yeah, I'm hoping we definitely get more of that as as it goes on. Another thing that I I will say about this team is early, early on in the season, and this is something that Drew does a lot. He doesn't get down to his true rotation until you start really getting into conference play. Um, so for example, the Marquette game, I know everybody loves Dale Bonner. Um, and I do too. I, I like Dale Bonner. He's uh, definitely a candidate for team do stuff. If, if Matt hasn't already elected him to that team. Um, but against Marquette, Big Dale Bonner. 
yeah, big Del Bonner. It was either Marquette or Virginia. One of the two losses. I can't remember which one it is actually now. One of those two losses. I want to say it was Virginia now. Um, Dale Bonner um, was the worst player on the floor for a good three to five minutes. And Drew left him out there. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you're, I think it was the Virginia game because we were going to play again the next day anyway. So it's like, you got to get this guy minutes. You got to keep other guys on the bench because, because you got back-to-back games. Um, and plus it's early season. So you need to get guys in a rhythm. You need to see how different rotations work. So you want to keep him out there, but he just like would turn the ball over, then do something bad on defense. Then then make a really dumb choice on offense on the back. Like there was like a good three minute period of that game where I'm just like, this is some of the worst basketball that anybody's ever played. And drew left him out there. And in a game like against Kansas, you're not going to leave a guy on the floor for three to five minutes if he's playing at that level. So you take him off and the run doesn't get as bad most of the time. So take some of the losses with a grain of salt, um, but also take some of the wins with a grain of salt because other teams are doing that same thing early in the year. Is Gonzaga going to be the same um, team that we beat in March? You know, there's there's questions like that that, that we'll see as this, as this season goes on. That said, we, as we mentioned, we're going to open against Iowa State. There's no line in that game yet, is there? Because we still have the game this week before that one. And, um, but Iowa State, I've watched them a couple of times this year too. They lost Tyrese Hunter to uh, to Texas, who was their best player last year. Um, and it is hurting them. They are not a great team this year. They only average 70 points a game. Um, their field goal percentage is okay, but it's not great. But pretty much every major statistic except for steals, Baylor is better at. Um, and, you know, they lost to Iowa, who lost to um, Eastern Illinois. So some questionable basketball that's gone on. Um, I don't think Iowa State's not as good as they were last year. I don't think um, they're a tournament team, most likely, but it's a team that you should go in and win, even though it's um, even though it's in Hilton. Um, but yeah, I, there's no line for it yet. Uh, BPI says that Iowa State is it's basically a 50 50 matchup. I don't agree with yeah. that. I think I think Baylor will probably be favored by five to seven points in this game. When when a line does come out, yeah, I mean, I would, I would think that I would expect to see the same thing, um, but I really couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen because again, this is a Baylor team that can walk out and just flop. So I, I, um, I expect them to win. They have the talent to win. They are the better basketball team. It's just do they go out there and put it together? Have they learned how to play with each other enough yet? Um, that's going to be like the big difference in teams that are great and teams that are good moving forward in both college football and college basketball with the mass amount of turnover that you've got with the, with, with the transfer portal is that you're, you're rebuilding sometimes every single year. And that's the case for Baylor right now, where you've got Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer are kind of your two constants with yeah. Thamba in there too. But there's so many other guys that are brand new that don't quite know how to play with everybody yet. And even LJ Cryer, because he was out for half the season last year. So this is a team that's still, I think, a little bit searching for their identity, especially on defense and who they want to be. It's one of the worst rebounding teams that we've seen under Scott Drew in a very long time. Um, so uh, I'd be introduced, interested to see how they grow and what they become by the time it actually matters in March. Um, I don't think this is a one seed Again, though, I don't think this is I think this is probably like a three seed team that we have this year, maybe a four. Uh, but I remember the days when we would like 
be out of our minds to have our basketball team be a three seed. So um, yeah, for sure. How far we've come. I don't know. We're cut. Co- yeah. We're talking about whether or not our 12th ranked team <laughs> is actually good by yeah. our standards. That's where we sit now. Baylor fan. Well, the big 12, the way it is like it, everyone's good. The, the to- Especially the top of the big 12. Like we're, I mean, you're like Texas, Kansas, and Baylor. We legitimately could get nine teams in this year. So it's like it's gonna be a it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Just because a, everyone's good. You were playing a tournament game every single every single week. Yeah. And you know, Scott Drew, you know, he, he talks about that a lot about how, you know, it's a tournament games every single week. Every time we play, we play in a tournament team. So that prepares you for I think that's what, that's what's gotten you know Baylor and Kansas the last two years to the point to where like they could get, make a run in a tournament because they've gone through the Big Twelve schedule and then the Big Twelve tournament on top of that. So, so yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a tough season like it always is in the Big Twelve. The, I, I agree. I think they got a lot of uh, growing to do and coming together as a team. But like you said, we don't necessarily know if this rotation is the one that we're gonna see predominantly through the season. Yeah. So. When you're playing yeah, like I'm Nichols excited for and Tarleton, play to finally start. So. I got a little trash talk from a couple of Iowa State friends this week. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll heat up over here uh, here over the next couple of days. Uh, but uh, hope to really go into Hilton and once again prove that Scott Drew owns that arena. Oh yeah, remember they were like had two Big Twelve wins a couple of years ago. Man, I do. That's I do. Times. I do remember that they had two wins. Two wins. Was, you're right. Yeah. Two wins. The Steve they Promera. Were, they but hey, they, they went from two right. wins to the Sweet 16. So give them some credit. I will, definitely. They made it further in the tournament than we did last year. So <laughs> they didn't play. They played North Carolina. <laughs> they did not play North Carolina. That is correct. All right. All right, Matt. That's enough sports. There's that's all the sporty stuff. Football's over until next year, guys. Um, we'll talk a little bit about football stuff that we find out. Yeah, because uh, here's, here's the thing about us, Joe. We're not like those cowards over at the Our Daily Bears podcast. You know, I mean, we <gasps> calling them out. We're gonna have call them the mat, Matt. No matter what, <laughs> it's because it's it's because people like Peter don't want to talk about fun things. Besides, like Peter would never want to talk about Star Wars on his podcast. No. It, all he wants to talk about do is it. because of Peter, he doesn't want to do it. Just sports all the time. Football season's over. Podcast yep. is over. I mean, have you know, live the little fellas. Branch out. Have some other interests. The weekly podcast with the daily name is no longer around until football season. See you see on August. The the weekly daily football podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it though. I'm gonna miss Peter's Peter's smooth voice. Oh, well, maybe we'll, we can. We'll force we him maybe, to come on here. We have again come on. There's a there's a new uh, Star Wars show coming out. Yeah, pretty soon. I'm pretty soon. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka should be soon. Or the is that other one, the Acolyte. That's also coming out pretty soon. And the new man and the new Mandalorian. Oh yeah, that's like this. I don't know when does Ahsoka come out. Is that soon? I think it's this year or in twenty twenty three. I think Mandalorian's like March. Yeah, Mandalorian's not too far off. Yeah. And then Ahsoka should be this year. So yeah, we'll have Peter on. We'll talk Star Wars. Yeah, we'll have. I'm always game talking Star Wars. But speaking of that. Is there anything over this holiday season or since football ended that you've been watching or anything that you've read or what have you been, what's been keeping your interest outside of sports? 
since what day? Probably the Monday, Monday of last week. Yeah. So uh, that was my first day off. I've been off since uh, starting the 19th or something like that. Um, I, my wife got me God of War Ragnarok and gave it to me as an early Christmas present. And since then, I have put 36 hours into that game. Well, that is certainly a way to spend your time. That's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of gameplay. Yeah, I uh, I am very much enjoying that game, doing everything I can to explore every single like little nook and cranny and try to try to try to get everything I can out of it. Uh, I the first one was one of my favorite games of all time. This one was just a, a, a wonderful a- epic sequel. Um, our friend Mr. Jeffries, uh, my buddy Paul, um, he uh, he's also a big God of War fan, and he and I have been talking about it since they announced it. Uh, that it was coming out and I didn't I didn't have time when it first came out to play it so I didn't buy it and so my wife got it for me for Christmas and so while Teddy's been in daycare during the day um, I'll be doing like stuff around the house and then like I'll sit down and play the game for four hours and then I'll pick up Teddy from daycare we'll play for a few hours a night feed him dinner do bath time put him to bed and then I'll go play for two hours before I go to bed like that's that's kind of been my routine and then the only thing I've really been watching on TV has has been some sparing bowl games. I haven't actually watched a lot of bowl games because I've been playing this video game. Um, but in my time where I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel like playing a game right now. I need to do something else. I've been rewatching the West Wing. So that's where that's okay. my time has been basically all God of War Ragnarok and the West Wing. So I have been, I watched the new Jack Ryan series on is, are all the episodes out already? All the episodes are out. They okay, dropped so they the dropped them all. Series, I, I'm yeah. going to binge that this week. So that's what I did last week. Is I watched. Was it good? That yeah, you know, I think it's good. I'm. Was it as good as season one? Yeah, I think it's as good as season one. Okay. Um, better than season two. So okay. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah, I think it's uh, it's as good. I'm a I'm a sucker for that. So. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. And then I've been, I've kind of started back up trying to finish um, Rings of Power. And I haven't finished yet. I'm like halfway through. Oh, that's through. right. I forgot you hadn't watched it. So like I'm at episode five, I think. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Um, is it not? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, you know what else I did? I I, yes. I, I, I did go see. Um, I sat my butt down for three and a half hours. Um, in a 3D Super XD whatever Cinemark theater and watched Avatar. Okay. The Way of Water. So, thoughts? Have you seen it? I've not seen it. Okay. So, this is... My first reaction that I've told a couple of people is that when it comes out on Disney+, Plus, I will rewatch the last hour of the movie. So, it's three and a half hours... It takes 45 minutes before the movie really actually starts. Like the first 45 minutes of the movie are like, by the way, here's what happened to the last 10 years. It has not, it really has okay. almost nothing to do with the story that we're going to tell other than putting the, the characters that are going to be important where they need to be. Like it was, you know, we talk a lot about like, show me, don't tell me. And storytelling, like we talk about yeah. one of the things we love about Andors, there's not a bunch of exposition where they explain stuff to you. They let you figure it out and show it to you as the show goes along. 
in this case, I would have so much preferred just a Star Wars scroll at the beginning. Like we could have saved 45 minutes of my life with just a scroll that says X person did this. X person did that. This person is now here. And the movie begins like 45 (laughs) minutes. And I'm not lying to you, Matt, about that. That's how long it took to actually start the damn movie. Doesn't make me want to go see it. Yeah. So so this is. This is the real argument. It is one of the most stunning movies I've ever seen visually. Yes. It looks like the coolest like video game you've ever seen. A three-hour cutscene of that. Like, that's really what it looks like. Um, it looks super cool in, like, the XD 3D stuff that I watched it in. Um, so it's visually stunning, technologically amazing movie. Um, there is a very, very cool battle scene at the end, which a lot of it doesn't make sense, but, you know, whatever. But the overall plot is the dumbest thing in the world. And I would say the main theme of Avatar The Way of Water, like plot-wise, is everybody make the worst decision possible at the worst possible time, and then that will cause drama to happen, and that's our movie. Like, it was like the writers sat down and said, what's the dumbest thing the person could do right now? And they wrote that into it, and so that's how they created the drama that exists. So, um, really, really stupid movie. Really, really pretty movie. So... It's like the the person that you knew in high school, like the guy that was like super strong, like a really, really good athlete, but had absolutely nothing going on upstairs. That's Avatar Way of Water. Yeah, see, that's what I've heard. A lot of people are the same thing. Looks beautiful. Story kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's 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 just so lazy. Like, that's the other part of it is like, it's just really, really lazy, too. My thing about it was, like, before it came out, it was, like, reported. Like, it has to make, like, $2 billion to, like, break even. And it will. Internationally, it'll yeah. make that money back. It'll make like, a I ton think of it money made, in like, China. It'll make a I think ton it's of made, like, Europe. almost a billion already. Yeah. It's going to make that, like, it's after all the international sales, everything that, like, well, it's Also, make nothing it. is out, really, to compete with it right now. God, no, there's garbage. Garbage, Matt. Garbage is out right now. Before we say garbage, I want to say this. I also went to the films or the movies this uh, holiday weekend yesterday, in fact. And what did you see? Uh, Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Oh, God. And I will tell you this about that. That's actually a very good film. It's good? I enjoyed every minute of that. It's bueno? Yes. Humor is good. I mean, the... I mean, isn't it just animated Shrek? action? Isn't it's it just Shrek? Well, it's just well, there, it's I mean, just like more it's a Shrek, Shrek right? universe, right? Yeah, so it's like more. It's, you just get more Shrek style movie. Yeah, and it's just it's you know they have like a it's kind of like inside adult humor mixed in because it is you know yeah they have their kids. it's it's the Shrek formula like yeah it's, it's, it works yeah it works because you it's there McDonald's it's gonna taste the adult, same every time you go but it's the flavor you look at as an adult and you're thinking like you know these jokes are funny I like you know. And the, and even like the anime, the the animation is more like um, it's. I I want to say it looks like it's less computer animation and more like traditional animation. Huh. Kind of like um, Spider Verse. You can kind of see it. like it's, it's more like traditional hand drawn animation. So it looks a little better to to me. But um, I was the same way. I was going into this because I went with like younger people, and I was like, ugh, only thing we can see is this. Because they didn't want to sit through a three-hour Avatar film. And so I was like, fine. And I went and I sat there and I was fully expected to not have a good time. Then got into it and I was like, you know what? This is a good movie. (laughs) 
okay maybe i'll consider so, that one because i've so, got i still have time off and i've got uh I've got i would say time. if you have younger people i mean your son's too young but nieces nephews anyone like that cousins it's a fine movie to go to because you'll be entertained they'll be entertained and you'll walk out thinking well this is a good time okay so, fair enough I will say that my wife and I, when it came to Avatar, both agreed that if we were like watching it at home, we probably like would have turned it off and like after the first no, hour or so. If you're gonna see Avatar, that's what I was thinking too. Is like you have to go to theater see. You it. have to go to the because th- a Cause you're not locked worth in it. there. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. To at home, like it's not gonna look as good as it is on like on the you know the big screen. However, you watch it either just a regular screen or one of those like super enhanced. Screens. The other the other reason to go see it in like the super amazing theater or whatever is because then you get the super amazing badass trailer for Oppenheimer. Okay, so I've seen the I guess the teaser trailer they dropped. Is it different than the teaser trailer? It's it's the trailer that dropped a couple of weeks ago. Okay. But you get to see it in like like the okay. big big awesome stuff. And if I remember right, I think they're releasing that movie in 70 millimeter, like what uh with what um, Tarantino did with Hateful Eight when that came out, so which I went and saw Hateful Eight and Seventy Millimeter when that came out, it was super cool. So, well, like you, I have like time remaining off, so I'm gonna go back to the movies. Um, I asked um, our friend Dex about what film I should see, so like I was debating between like The Fablemans and Babylon, and based on his Babylon's three hours too. I know. He said the Fablemans are, it's a very good movie. And he said like, uh, Babylon's good, but the Fablemans better. So I think I'm going to go with that and go right. see that. Fablemans looks like it's just like one of those, like this movie is delightful. But the thing about Babylon, it's three hours long also. Um, it's, I think made by the, um, same director who did. The what was was it um what was that movie? It was like about jazz in L.A. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Was I know it, what movie you're talking about. I cannot remember. It, yeah, that. I know. So anyway, it had like Ryan Gosling in it and Emma um, Stone, I think. Yes. Um, it was n- the not best picture. Um, they were named. It was the whole like yeah best picture. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So it's gonna have that same vibe. Um. But three hours, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around sitting in the theater for three, over three hours for a film. Because after like reviews, or not reviews, but like trailers and like commercials and all that stuff for that, that's like four hours of your life. Yeah. No, when I was sitting in, because Avatar's, I think it's actually three hours, 14 minutes or something like that is the yeah. official runtime. I, 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 there were multiple times I pulled my phone out to be like, how much longer do I have? Yeah. Cause, cause it, cause it was like, that's the other thing is not good. like if I go like Lord of the Rings, like when those were coming out, like return of the King did not notice. I was in a theater for that long. I did not notice one bit. I was, I, I went to love that, film that movie. theater too. So like, I love that movie. Didn't notice I was in there for three hours. If it, you, you, if you're going to put something on there, that's that long, you better make it good. I mean, I was like 15 years younger. So it was a little bit yeah. different. When I remember I saw Benjamin button and that's like three hour movie. I saw that in theaters. I didn't, but like you said, I'm I'm down for a three hour film if it's gonna hold and be like, man, I, like I'll t- I'll be honest with you, like some of those like long Star Wars films, 
I've gone to theater for. They're like two and a half. I could have sat there for another 30 minutes and been fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I mean, like, Dude, if you, I'm, I could if sit I'm in the in theater it, and watch all of Andor in one sitting. <laughs> true. 10 hours, you got me. Yeah. Just as long as if it's like an Alamo, I can order beer. I'm good. Yeah. But also, other than films, um, I was, I read a book. Now, this is where it's going to get like super nerdy. So, this is like, um, a book from a, a biblical scholar called uh, Jesus Interrupted by Bart D. Ehrman, uh, or Ehrman. So I read that over the Christmas holidays as well. So it's been uh, quite a uh, experience for me. What inspired that read? So um, I'm going on a little personal journey <laughs> with my relationship with uh, – my faith, and so that's what inspired it. Have you ever have you ever read The Year of Living Biblically? No. So it's a it's by AJ Jacobs. And it's a so he basically he spends an entire year following the Bible as literally as possible. So like, like all of the rules. Yeah, so like there's the big ticket rules that everybody loves to point at, right? You know, like, uh, for example, I was around the Galleria yesterday with a big shopping mall in Houston. There was a man holding up a sign that said gay sex is evil. Um, so that was fun. Um, I, I would bet that same man doesn't get as upset about people that eat shellfish or like shrimp or wear clothes that have both like wool and linen. Cause like, yeah, those are also rules in the Bible, yeah. um, which, according to the Bible, are all equally things that you should follow. So people like to pick and choose. So, no, if you're looking for like a if you're like if you're looking for like faith based stuff, that's something that's like a little bit fun to read and funny as well. The year of the year of living biblically, it, it'll give you a completely different perspective on like what following the word of God actually means. <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, it's just something that I've been. um things I've been like just thinking about on my own, but also like other people who I've, who I've talked about, you know, who went to seminary, they have a little bit different perspective because some things you're not taught in how I was raised about the historical, how the Bible came into being as, as a, you know, as we have it today. So that's kind of sparked that. And I wanted to do a little more, uh, in-depth reading about that gotcha 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 nothing wrong with a little bit in-depth of philosophy yeah that's all i've been doing um and again watching bowl games i've I've been upset that i didn't get to come see you i was supposed to come see you last week yeah that was that's twelve hundred dollars later i can now if i can find the time oh yeah don't, yeah. my, my car for those of you who don't know my car decided on the very first day of my vacation i uh um friday night two weeks ago so like the 17th or whatever i went and babysat for some friends drove home and saturday got into my car and my check engine light came on and i had turned out i had much stuff wrong uh that was going on but it's all fixed now everything's good 
paid a lot of money right around the time of Christmas. Not like I was spending money on other things yeah. also right now at this time of year. That's always fun. Everything's the perfect timing. Um, so yeah, December is just the most expensive month in history, man. Ah, so, oh yeah, I'm so, so yeah. and there's no better feeling than like after the presents are unwrapped and it's finally like over for me. See, that's the problem with me is so like we did the way it was supposed to work for us. All right. Was we were going to have like big Christmas on Christmas Eve with my family and then Kelly's parents were out of town. And so we were just going to do like a random other day where we like did her family Christmas. All right. But it was like Christmas. So like Christmas Day was going to be open. We were just like basically we were going to be 80 percent done. By Christmas Day, like once Christmas Day is done. What ended up happening is my family ended up canceling because of the weather. Like my sister didn't want to drive down uh, for Christmas Eve because they like there was a bunch of other. I don't. I don't know. They they canceled. Um, so we didn't do Christmas Eve. We we ended up having my parents come to my house along with some of our friends um, that have another one year old on Christmas Eve to exchange presents. So that was one Christmas. Then we had Christmas Day with just the three of us. So that was Christmas number two. Today. We ju- I just got home before we started recording of doing Christmas with Kelly's family. So that was Christmas number three. And so the Christmas that I was supposed to have with my sister and my parents originally on Christmas Eve has now been moved to New Year's Day. So I have a Christmas number four that is going to happen on New Year's Day. So I'm still waiting, Matt. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that feeling. The only thing I have left is my mom's coming tomorrow and she we got presents for her. How she- long is she in town? I was just, it's just a day. Are you going back to work this week? No, I don't go back to work till like January 4th. Maybe I'll surprise you and drive up Thursday. Okay. Yeah, that'd be a good time because uh, I'm off. I don't got anything going on. So, mm, okay. I'll ask my wife for permission. Yes. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm so, uh, what I am doing tomorrow is I am taking my, I, I'm going to go hang out with our friends from Gambling Gauchos and the Talking Tech Pod. I'm going to go to their oh, tech yeah, pregame. The yeah, I'm going to the Texas tech pregame Bowl. party. And then um, I'm going to the Texas Bowl, tech versus Ole Miss. My two years in a row of seeing Ole Miss in a bowl game um, with my tech grad wife. Uh, I did. I, I I have a friend of ours is getting his tickets. And I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not. But I did get a text earlier that said uh, a possibility that field passes might be in my future. Oh, so. You know, when you when you go to these like low level bowl games, you know, it's easy. No, we had great. We had like we were on the second row on like the <laughs> Baylor sideline for our seats. And I wish I could have <laughs> taken did you, How much did you like, pay to go? Oh, it was a, it was, I didn't pay anything. It was a gift. But like, how much did your tickets like, I don't know. cost? I don't, even, I don't even know how much it cost. Because like, I hope somebody got them for like 10 bucks each. Because I know, <laughs> I know this for like going up there. Like they were on like secondary market, like three dollars. You could have got tickets to that game in Fort Worth. Yeah, and like I'm have, sure you could have walked have. down and sat in a good area. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we had, I guess we had good seats, but anyone could have sat beside us. <laughs> I mean, we were at like a a whole row like to ourselves. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, and that couldn't even keep us there. I was like, man, we have to leave. This is. I want to go have like wings and drink beer. Nothing good has ever happened in Amon G. Carter Stadium. 
because there are people behind us. They're like, you know, they were, they sell alcohol there. So they're buying beer and it was like freezing before they could finish it. No, it's never a good time. No, absolutely not. Matthew. Absolutely not. All right, man. Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore workman. And let's just stick with Twitter for now. I got other things, but we'll see how things go on Twitter. I'm going to tell you right now, if Twitter, it, like, I don't think it is. Everybody keeps acting like Twitter is going to die. I don't, Twitter's never going to die. But if the day came where Twitter died, I'm done. Like, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Twitter. And if like, it's like heroin to me. Well, so like, like if my heroin is cut thing, off, I'm not going to go find another drug. I'm I will say done. Mastodon is effectively Twitter. Yeah, it's but it's like specific. Their- it's like Reddit Twitter. Yes, but you do. They do have like a, a universal server you can join, which is like just like the main feed for like anyone for all the it's like Twitter. Now I'm on one that was created by a friend of ours by Brad. Yeah. Yes, which is a specific like Baylor fan server. But you can follow people. I follow college sports writers on a different one. So I mean, gotcha. Okay. Fair enough, but I probably won't. Yeah. If I it ever dies, that's where I'll be. I'm, I'm just Twitter. Twitter. Tw- I've never, never been big into Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. See, I don't, see how I don't have a TikTok. Twitter. I'm just Twitter. I mean, if you want to make 2023 predictions, I mean, there's a good likelihood that someone else will own Twitter in 2023. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. There's going to be other stuff that happens, but. <laughs> so. As I said, I'm only on Twitter uh, when it comes to finding me. You can find me at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. You can find us at the Bear Den Pod um, on Twitter as well. You can also find us on the Bear Den Pod dot com. Um, and we should probably this, do stuff on that. You know, yeah, we need to get back on doing stuff on there. Um, but uh, I will say, I also have a couple of things that will be coming out this this week on our Daily Bears. So I've got. Um, a couple of interviews with um, some of our, our our new recruits that are coming in. I've, I've talked to a couple of them. So uh, be on the lookout. I'll probably have one that drops tomorrow um, and then another one later on in the week. So, um, you know, be on the lookout. You can check us out on Our Daily Bears. And if you haven't joined, there's an Our Daily Bears Discord. So reach out to us on Twitter if you want to, if, you, if you're interested in joining that and talking to all the folks. And, oh, and yeah. Mr. Rodney will be on Twitter is on Discord, though. Discord's different. It's like a group chat. Yeah, you're right. It's just like it's. I need it's to get pretty, better. I, it's just a big old group chat. I'm on there, I, but I, I need to get better about going and checking it and interacting. Yeah, I do it when I have like a free moment, and then I'll get I'll get sucked in. Like it'd that's be what, great that's what I, like, like I ignore it for 18 course. hours of the day, and then yeah. I just get sucked in for an hour. That'd be a great spot to be for like in game or during an event to like have a group chat. Yeah. Almost like Slack or something like that. You could pop in and just like start talking about the game with people. It's it's different. And you're you're right in a sense. Like Twitter's more like where I go for like information. Like mm-hmm. there's like a news story. It's going to break on Twitter or a sports story. It's going to break on Twitter. Things like that. You know, someone's committing. They're going to post it on Twitter. Those other ones are more. Well, like Discord, and it's more like very compartmentalized. Yeah, it's just a group chat is all it is. So that's the way I look at it. All right, Matt. Well, um, your favorite holiday of the year is over. Um, he's Christmas man himself. He hates Thanksgiving, loves my, Christmas. My tree is already down. <laughs> like the day after, like I'm taking the crap down. Mostly because I couldn't I couldn't fight my dog any longer. I was done. It's been a month. I can't do this anymore. It's coming down. 
But it oh, is man. Mine, mine will come down later this week. Um, I don't. I don't. Leave well, you're still up. celebrating Christmas. I mean, so like, yeah, not at my house. I have to go to Conroe. So, no. Yes, Christmas is over. The new year is around the corner. So, yeah, new year, more Baylor football. Most importantly, more Star Wars. Absolutely. Speaking Matt, of, I did look it up. the The Bad Batch uh, comes out January fourth. Oh, so. the Bad Batch. That's what season it is. two. Yeah, yeah. Bad Batch comes out January fourth. So that's the next. Excellent. Thing. Matt, it's been a great 2022, dude. I love it has you to been. Death. Let's do it for another year. Let's do it another year. Thank you, everyone who does listen. Um, a lot of people, a lot of growth with what we do. We're just like a couple of idiots who talk about Baylor sports and Star Wars, basically. So thank you for listening. And again, hope we have another great 2023. Excellent. And we'll see you guys in the new year. Thanks, everybody. Network.